0: Welcome to the GD Spirit Pub for rebel souls, earth angels, and courageous hearts.
1: Because we believe we chose this crazy human existence, we're here to ponder upon the challenges, the meaning, and purpose. Cheers to you for tuning into your soul. And joining us at the GD Spirit Pub for a pint of joy and to enlighten up.
0: Well, hey, and welcome to the GD Spirit Pub. I'm GD Meg.
1: Hi, weenie greenie Julie. And we're
0: not experiencing anxiety at the moment.
1: <laughs> well. But,
0: you know, we've been talking about it, yeah. and we know that so many people really suffer with anxiety, and I think I used to. And I've been kind of spoiled because Mm. I rarely experience it now. It's more of a rare... So when it happens, it's really upsetting. I'm like, (laughs) wow,
1: this is anxiety.
0: Yeah. But it's very uncomfortable. And
1: I've had panic attacks. Yep. I've had one. don't want to revisit that. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're just like, what the hell is going (laughs) on with me? Because I am freaking out. And yesterday you had a fun interlude with that dance with anxiety
0: no you know it's been going on for the last four days that's true as you'll recall maybe five yeah yeah you know um we are in the midst of having our house on the market and (laughs) enough said (laughs) right (laughs) that's number i
1: think three on the Anxiety yeah. list, moving. Right. Yeah. Stress. Death stress, is number one and... death and um, yeah, public
0: speaking is actually public one. speaking
1: is <laughs> I think it's like three.
0: Um, <laughs> even if it's for a great reason, moving is still incredibly mm. stressful. And I happen to have anxiety around or issues with, if you will, people in my house. Mm. I really don't like strangers in my house. I'm the same way. And uh, like when workmen come, I get a little mhm. And uh, so the concept of all these strangers and they're going to upset my cat and they're going to touch my things. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to look at my
1: things. It's really, you know, almost phobic, but. Almost hard. Well, not almost. Very hard to relax for me if I know someone's working in the kitchen or someone's on the way and then the dog's going to flip out. So, yeah. You have so you have reasons for it, but and we all have reasons for anxiety. But our show is going to be about how normal it is, how and then how we deal with it, and how it gets better over time if we just con- like face it, yeah. face the feelings that are hiding behind anxiety. Well, it's it's like anxiety happens,
0: It's kind of like that, you know, poop. Mm. Poop happens. Shift
1: happens. Shift happens.
0: I like that better. (laughs) It happens, but I think what we can learn to do is cope with it and minimize the length and the trauma of it, because it does happen. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm pretty cool and able to deal with my emotions, and I'm aware and awoke, or whatever you want to call it, (laughs) most of the time. Not all the time, but most... Anyway, so when it happens
1: to me, it's, it's shocking, and... Right. Disruptive. Right. Because you don't repress your emotions the way we were trained to. We've really been training ourselves for years not to but when it does happen when too many things are on our plate at once or something shocks us but we can't deal with the emotion the mental arena just takes on this I'll save you and starts looping in um, thoughts that are actually more destructive but the mind believes well this is the best i can do i will loop here and save you from that nasty fear anger hurt it's so true because i could rationalize i know
0: in my mind right you know all is well that i will be fine and that you know everything is happening you know all those they seem like platitudes when you're in anxiety. Yes. But, and you don't want to hear someone else say it
1: when you're trying to.
0: <laughs> but they are true. And I knew. And I know. And I've been, you know, it, oh, through this process, I've been very optimistic. Yes. And like, oh, what's the adventure yes. and the mystery? And then like l- a few days ago, it just hit me. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, this is not okay. And I spent like the whole day freaking I- intervals yeah. of anxiety then releasing it in a fit of tears mm. and then being okay for five minutes and then having anxiety again <laughs> as the reality was hitting you know mm. the, the the signs went up mm-hmm. and things just started to happen and i already felt invaded and i thought I hate them.
1: yeah anxiety is an easy uh place to to land when we're not in control and suddenly we really do have to walk our talk and live our faith and say, really, it's going to be okay. And that seems like that's not where we want to live. We want to live in our heart. But in the meantime, these feelings are starting to build and build and build. And all that energy not released produces bah, 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 anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little fanfare you had there. <laughs> because it is a, it's a process. It's building. Like you didn't know it was coming didn't know that there was anything you were blind to you knew it all was coming but but the reality like you said is a little different and harder
0: and for me it it is almost as if there's some chaotic emotion bouncing around in my body making me jittery skittery nervous (laughs) and 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 kind of almost weepy and tender and on the edge and i'm like what's going on there's something wrong yeah and then mm-hmm. and then when i stop and i just like allow myself to feel what's happening i usually have a good cry mm-hmm. i'm usually on the phone with someone like julie who can listen and let me get to my truth without yeah. being like stop that yeah it's so all gonna be that. okay yeah
1: yeah the spiritual bypass <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no but it's all gonna be okay here's
0: some tissues stop yeah <laughs> um so it's just wildly uncomfortable, and I'm shocked at how many people suffer—really suffer—with anxiety and um, like
1: insomnia. Yeah, is, a, mean, is so an offshoot many, of
0: that, right? Or getting, yeah, getting up at four in the morning and not being able to get back to sleep is a real Ooh, sig- yeah. signal of. Yep, had that happen. Anxiety, headaches, or headaches.
1: Other, yep. Stress in general is anxiety. I don't even think. What's the difference between them? <laughs> I know, right? right?
0: Well, stress is sort of like just this stuff that's happening to <laughs> us, right? It's stress- yeah, anxiety stressful. can
1: yeah, bring on those palpitations. and uh, For reals. Yeah. I have
0: them. Yeah. I've had them. Yeah. And also, I'm kind of a doofus, and I'll add caffeine. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm having an anxious morning, and I'm still drinking coffee, wondering why I'm literally ready to crawl out of
1: my skin. I'm like, "Duh, hello." I remember Abraham Hicks saying, "If we do something, whatever it is, that's either habitual or numbing. Not the caffeine would numb you, but sometimes caffeine feels like, you know, an energetic, uh, up, and so you naturally reach for that." And, and maybe it made it worse, but Abraham Hicks would say, um, if you're stuffing your feelings or numbing yourself, don't worry. It'll get worse because it has to in order to for us to see it and note the, the red flag, the flare that anxiety is or any emotions are a flare saying, there's something you're believing right now that's not in alignment with your soul, with joy, with peace, and or in, in the same token, it's not in alignment with source. So we're off spinning in our own little whirling dervish, and of course we feel separate.
0: Yeah, and that's something that we had talked about before this, and that so often anxiety, well, no, I think all the time, anxiety happens when we're spinning in the future, Yeah. right? We're not present. And I've heard it said quite often that, you know, if we're in the past, we're sad, we're maybe resentful, or we're ruminating and obsessing on old things that mm-hmm. have happened. But if we're in the future, we're often worried and anxious, trying to control. Like, well, if I do this and then do that, and, you know, yeah. it's a different kind of of sensation. But all of it is not in the present and. One of the best remedies for anxiety that I've ever used that doesn't involve drugs, <laughs> which which I choose not to do th- anymore. Thankfully, I have learned enough to be able to avoid yeah. taking other medication. remedies that
1: don't have side effects.
0: Right? Yeah. Side effect is peace, you know. mm, yeah. serenity. Um, is to become present when I start to spin. And I'm like, oh, what's happening? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I literally make myself sit down or I talk to someone who will do this with me. You know, mm-hmm. you do this. Well, like, well, what's happening? And then you're like, oh, OK, wait a minute. What? Mm-hmm. So when I start to inventory what is real right now, in AA, it's often said to somebody who's in that state, where are your feet Mm. And then the the newcomer's looking at you like, what are you talking about? I'm freaking out. What do you <laughs> want to Where are your feet? Why are my feet I'm right here? But then when they think about it, they go, oh, okay. Oh, I'm right here. I'm, I'm, you know, in that instance, they may say to themselves, oh, I'm in a meeting. I'm amidst other women and other recovering
1: people. I'm mm-hmm. safe. I'm okay. Yep. Here's my teacup in front of right. me. Really taking in the details. Right. Byron Katie will often say, feel the chair beneath you. It's supporting you you're safe and it's just a way for us to come back home back to our heart down from our crazy mind yeah out of the past out of the future and be in the moment which is really full full of amazing things and and like even, our next breath <laughs> oh. <laughs> but even if the moment
0: happens to be Maybe I'm sad. Yeah. Then I then I can get in touch with that and deal with it True. and identify it and be present. And Pema Chodra is all about yeah. embracing whatever, right? We're Accepting in. what is, mm-hmm. witnessing
1: it. I, I loved. Um, I was listening to a show about anxiety, and this woman named Cheryl Paul said, um, "Feelings are shy animals." and she was talking about anxiety specifically, but that they need to be coaxed out because as children, we were shut down sometimes in our moments of greatest enthusiasm or most intense emotion. So when we feel it now, our memory, our default is, boop, boop, shut down, and don't experience that. It's too big for me. It's too scary. So now we get to be the wise parent sit with that emotion that's like a little child or a shy animal and and simply by witnessing we heal. We don't act to do you anything. Know,
0: and the imagery of a shy animal says that it's not about yelling at it or <laughs> screaming, come uh, here, or, damn it. Yeah, or caging it. <laughs> right. It's about like just quiet like think about if a, there's a bunny in the yard, you're still oh, you're yeah.
1: quiet. And, you're like, and dear with the babies right? last year. Oh, oh, there's a quote here. Um, oh, Araya Mountain Dreamer. She's a really cool poet. That's, says, oh, that's her name. Well, I've never okay. heard of her. I mean, maybe self- <laughs> self-affixed. <laughs> I like it. Sometimes, if I've been outrunning some uncomfortable truth, the empty moments are when it catches up to me. I follow the impulse that arises from deep within. That's time for holding tenderly, our hopes and our fears which is a challenge in this world like we're supposed to be adult we're not supposed to be holding our feelings tenderly but then we have (laughs) kids and that's what they need most when they are in an anxious moment or they've just skinned their knee you don't go get up stupid you go over and hug them and and help them and if they're crying it's fine I'm having all these memories of like the '90s inner child work. Oh, Remember? yeah! Remember? I had I got a lot of help from so that John Bradshaw I, like, and all yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we still have every age yeah. in us, literally. So, well, that's because we're older. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I don't think we grow out of yeah. the the little kid who still needs the witnessing. It's just changed because we are now the witnesser. We're the parent. So to do it for ourselves or to find a friend who will sit with us and not judge us and not separate and say, geez, really? You, you're feeling anxious about that again? You're yeah, right. That doesn't help. Oh, you like my husband last night. <laughs> or <were> like that.
0: <laughs> he was, he, poor guy. He was admittedly in a crappy mood and he said he was. <laughs> and saw I saw that one coming. And I was having, you know, mild anxiety, uh, to say the least about what's happening here. Um. Anyway, and I was really I was anxious. And he turned on the news and oh. I was like, I don't want to hear about Mueller anymore. I don't want to <laughs> hear about all this Ah uh, it's That's it's,
1: like a dose of anxiety. It's
0: it's not helping, right? And it was loud. And I'm trying to cook dinner and we're all in, in oh. this big open area here that mm-hmm. where you and I are sitting now. Yep. And I asked him to turn it off and he's like, Well why? I said, I'm I'm really anxious right now and he said What's wrong with you? Why are you anxious? What are you anxious about now? And he started like yelling at me. Yeah,
1: he became the yeah. his dad or his yeah. mom. That's our default.
0: Yeah, and I was like, never mind. Yeah, I'm
1: fine. <laughs> and I so then I turned on. I have um,
0: I'm so spoiled and I, I'm I'm happy and peaceful. I was gonna, I was gonna say out loud that sometimes we use things as a distraction. Sometimes it's okay. Like, I'm trying to cook dinner, right? Right. So instead of, like, crying at the sink, which Aww. might have been purposeful, but <laughs> I turned on Boston Legal, which is my go-to binge right now. Oh, that's funny. Um, William Shatner. I and... have, like, a little echo, whatever it is there, that um, so I can watch it while I'm cooking on my mm. counter. Yeah. Uh, electronically spoiled. Anyway, but I find that to be, like, it's... Really easy and and entertaining and actually uplifting because there's always like a cause in there. And he does these fabulous, the the Alan Shore, the one lawyer played by James Spader, um, who always does these terrific summations. Mm. Anyway, so it's easy to watch because, you know, I'm not going to miss anything. I've already seen them all, you know. And, uh, and it distracts me enough to get dinner made. Mm-hmm. And then we did have a discussion where yeah. he was able to listen, and uh, I was able to say, well, I'm, I'm actually really, I'm really mad yeah. about something. And and that's something else you and I wanted to talk about, and that was really a long-winded roundabout. Sorry. <laughs> um, but talking about how often anxiety is one of, it's, it's actually a cover. Mm, yeah. It's um, a secondary emotion to
1: what's really underneath. Ooh, Exactly. Oh, can I read what ooh, ooh, what ooh, Cheryl Paul said about that? When we're in anxiety to ask this, what is this thought loop protecting me from feeling? Asking this cut-through question invites us to relate to the raw intensity of our feelings for which anxiety has become a placeholder. Bom, 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 yeah. bom. That really made sense to me when I I read that and heard her talking about it this is what we do it's like a it's a little container and and we put everything in it and it it holds us quote-unquote safe so that we don't have to experience these intense feelings or feelings that we might judge as childish ridiculous stupid stupid. (laughs) whatever some our mate might have said it uh we may have been told that when we were young yeah
0: we say it to ourselves we say it to
1: ourselves now we stoke the own our own fire and you and I talked beforehand about
0: this concept that I remember in the '80s hearing from one of these new age people, but it really stuck with me as a truth, and that is that there are basically only two emotions: fear and love. And of course, with fear, the the, the secondary emotions that we label right that that we. We would rather experience than the actual fear,
1: right? Like anger, even right. anxiety feels more productive. Yeah, than crying,
0: right? Right? You're know, like I'm really terrified, but <laughs> I'd rather just be pissed. Yeah. Um. You know, often anger is um that placeholder. That placeholder. I lo- yeah. I really like that quote. Further that. There was another, and I don't remember whether it was The Course in Miracles or, was it Lazarus, remember? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's definitely A Course in Miracles because this is a big yeah. theme. Yeah, it is for them, right? Yeah. So, but but there, there was something I heard, and, and it stuck with me also, that all fears can be traced back to one fear, and that's the fear of separation, and separation from source, from your higher power, whatever you want to call it, God. (laughs) yeah um, You know, whatever you identify as your higher power, but being separate, that that every fear. And so I remember, like, you know, really, and I still do it once in a while. Mm. Like, what am I really afraid of? Being separated from. Yeah. What Yeah. What am I really afraid of? And so when you think about, well, does the fear of this really trace back to that? And if I think about it, yeah. It almost always does.
1: And in the really, really big picture, the fact that we incarnated in separate little bodies
0: when,
1: you know, we are one, we're part of this big, enormous energy, love consciousness, and we fractured off into all these tiny pieces in order to see ourselves and understand our life. We are separate. Apparently it's an illusion. But that separateness, that makes sense. That that's the... Deepest fear, because it's the deepest um, illusion.
0: Yeah, years ago, you know, again bringing back to AA meetings because that's where I, I I hear some of the most practical application of some of this stuff. Yeah, there's such profound healing there. There's a lot of discussion about anxiety because, of course, alcoholics and addicts are going to reach for things for comfort, and anxiety is so uncomfortable that it that it's something that people have to talk about and. So often people are talking about anxiety and it's about the future and what we call projection, projecting Mm -hmm. into the future. Mm -hmm. And this really wise man sitting in the back, I can't remember his name, I can (laughs) picture him though, and he said, well, when I project, I normally don't see, you know, my loving higher power and the support of the people around me and my family and community and blah, blah, blah. He said, I see alone Separate in the dark. You're dying. You're in pain, and that's it.
1: <laughs> you know and what I mean? Totally <laughs> incompetent, and that's <laughs> and disempowered. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're alone. And you're it hopeless. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. That's what my mind naturally. Now, maybe that's just me. But no. I... If we project ourselves out there,
1: right? If we're not imagining angels skipping beside us, generally. Generally speaking, we're thinking it's up to me. I'm an island. I've got to. Sh- I've got to
0: prove myself. Well, certainly, if we're in fear and we're experiencing anxiety about the future, it's the it's the dark, separate vision that we're having. Right, that's not the, the one the, we're going to lob oh, out there. Yeah. <laughs> and all my friends surround and love me. Yes, no matter no what. Matter yeah. what. <laughs> <laughs> I but I am working on retraining myself to see the other, or just try to be present.
1: <laughs> Right. Didn't you do that hard. yesterday? You started sort of counting your yeah. gratitudes and, and vice, yeah. by number six, you were, you were back present.
0: Yeah. Often what I have learned to do over the years, um, and actually I, I my husband taught me this to a degree. I have to give him some credit. Um, <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> <whiny>. <laughs> anyway, uh, to just kind of get present and start to inventory what is really happening. What's real? Because if I'm, like, worried, like, oh, my God, we're going to move, and I don't have enough money. What are going to find a place to live, and what if I don't have this, and what if I don't have that? What if I just stop and say, how about you've always been well taken care of, and right now you're living in this house. Mm-hmm. You have a refrigerator full of healthy food. You mm-hmm. do. And you could probably live for a couple of weeks without any food <laughs> anyway. Um, but, you know, I'm healthy. Uh, Julie's here with me right now. My doggie's kind of chilling yeah. out here. I've got a good flowers cup of flowers in the vase
1: that mm-hmm. grow right outside. I'm looking out the window, like, look at this green, beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, the earth is a number one.
0: As soon way. as I start doing that, it pulls me into the present, and I realize, well, all these other scary things—they're not real right now. They are. They may come into
1: being, but they're not here yeah. today. They're in my mind, torturing me, but they're not here now. <laughs> So you have, oh, you're going to have quote. Yeah, there's a quote here about, you know, mindfulness. And I don't remember who said it. In times of pain, when the future was too terrifying to contemplate, in the past too painful to remember, I have learned to pay attention to right now. The precise moment I am in is always the only safe place for me. Oh, finding safety in the present. Because the present is where our power is. We don't have power over the past. We don't really have power over the future, although our thoughts do create. And so if we want to create right now something splendid, we probably want to remove ourselves from that projection of the worst possible scenario. Right. Why is that our knee-jerk response? And I think it's ultimately from survival. Mm -hmm. But we are not on a survival mode now. Although the mind will certainly try and tell us that, oh, that. yeah, you are up a creek without a pedal. That lie. <laughs> that's that's a, a big lie. lie. That's a lie. Because so, we have more going well for us than not.
0: So, so then you know there are all these little trite things that that's a. An exercise that works almost immediately for me, yeah. and my whole anxiety level just kind of decreases, and I can quickly
1: the gratitude tap in. inventory.
0: Well, it, some of it's gratitude, and some of it's just um, just reality. This is what's real right now. And then I can get gratitude. Yeah,
1: like Tolly says, um, intense presence. There, like that. that. There's power in like the mindfulness teachers who just have you breathe and notice your top lip.
0: <laughs> wow! Yeah, right. And just right.
1: keep breathing and noticing that. And in that exercise, there isn't room for anxiety about the future or bitterness about the past to enter when you're just busy picturing your your the top lip and the breath coming in and out, in and out. Speaking of that, would you you have a exercise
0: that you just described to me before we started yes. recording that I wished I had known last night, but yes. I will now use.
1: this is helpful the and on our last show we did the connect to the light connect to the earth so we'll do that quickly as a a way to kind of ground ourselves and then take an issue that we're struggling with right now and focus on it so right before we start a good way to measure our level of of anxiety just on a scale of one to ten think about something that's really got you right now. Something that you either project into the future as oh my god, or in the past didn't work out. So picture that issue. Close your eyes if you need to. And if you're driving, don't. Don't. You can do it while your eyes are open. And rate it on a scale from 1 to 10. 10 being, that is so bad my head's going to blow off. And uh, 0 is obviously, last night. <laughs> yeah, that was you. You were an 11. And just give it a number. This helps us on the flip side of the exercise to notice that the number almost always comes down. So if you can, close your eyes. And you can even tilt your head upward a little bit. And imagine your energy going 300 feet above your head. Way up through the clouds. And just see beautiful golden divine light pouring down. Pouring down, filling your entire body. And then going straight down into the earth. So that you're in a channel of light. And this light is going to go right to the center of the earth. And rebound. Back up. Into your feet. Filling your legs, your torso. And then meeting the light from above in your heart. And so now your heart is Pulling this energy from above like a straw, and this energy from below, the solid grounding of the earth. And this ball of light is growing bigger and bigger, and now extending out beyond your body 360 degrees. And then it extends and fills the room you're in, fills the state you're in, radiates across the United States, across every continent and now see the earth glowing in this light of oneness so in this expanded state i want you to bring that issue to mind that you put on a scale from one to ten imagine that issue think about it for a minute And now notice, when you put your attention on it, where do you feel the tension, the anxiety, the pressure in your body? Sometimes it's the chest, throat, shoulders, but it could be anywhere. And just notice, you don't have to have a specific place, but a general sense, oh, where am I feeling that? Now that light that you are that's radiating from your heart and you can also in addition put a circle of angels around you, a circle of sun around you, whatever feels good, a circle of loved ones and you and these divine beings are going to blast light like fire hoses, blast light on this issue in the part of your body where you feel it the most strongly. Or just blast your whole body. And just see that light pouring in. Pouring in from every direction and from your own heart. And you're just washing this issue away. To a manageable place where. You can actually witness, accept and be present with it. And hold it like a child And as you're bathing it in light And you can extend this visualization As long as you want to You can also picture A beautiful warm blanket over the issue You can picture a color That would feel really um, soothing Anything That helps bring the energy down. Down where your heart and soul reside. And out of your mind. (laughs) We must go out of our mind to find ourselves. So that you are back in the present. In your body. And accepting whatever is. And now one last blast of light on that issue. And take a nice deep breath. And as you open your eyes, now go back to the number that you originally came to and notice if it's gone down. So if it were a 10, maybe now it's an 8. Maybe it's 5. I'm at 0. Ooh, Meg's at 0. I'm all pieced out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The dog's finally pieced out.
1: But what I've learned to do this in... A really quick amount of time if I need to say I'm driving and someone cuts me off or I'm driving and something occurs to me and I quickly I just put my energy up above down below I'm in the column of light I'm dousing that resentment that pain that fear with light it's all imagery and yet it seems to physically work because thoughts are things And it will start to um, soothe so that we're not spinning in that placeholder of anxiety. We're actually in the reality. And sometimes tears come, uh, but Mm -hmm. sometimes peace comes. Well, so Julie found this, I found
0: in like this secondhand shop, uh, this little glass tray that says, pray more, Worry less. Mm. And I don't know if prayer, sometimes people are not, uh, they don't resonate with that. The other... Right.
1: It sounds religious. It right. doesn't have to be. It's the a visualization. Fra- the it's- phrase could also be love more, worry less. Because I've seen that. And I've seen bark less, wag more. Yes. <laughs> so we have to say goodbye for today. Oh, Let me read from Clarissa Pincola Estes, who... Uh, has this wonderful writing. I'll tell you right now, the doors to the world of the wild self are few but precious. If you have a deep scar, that is a door. If you have an old, old story, that is a door. If you love the sky and the water so much that you almost cannot bear it, that is a door. If you yearn for a deeper life, a full life, a sane life, that is a door. And we would say... Anxiety is a doorway to understanding our deeper self, our thoughts, our B.S., the beliefs that are taking us out of the present and into the past or future. Wow.
0: Well, until next time, people, peace out. Ooh,
1: indeed. Love you. Thanks for joining us at the GD Spirit Pub. Hope
0: we helped you remember the gorgeous light that you are.
1: To find out more about the GD Spirit Pub, this podcast, Weenie Greenie Julie, or GD Meg, please visit GDSpiritPub.com.
0: This podcast was joyfully produced by Green Divas Studio. Please look for us on iTunes as The Green Divas. While you're there,
1: leave us a glowing review.